You're listening to It's a Beautiful Influence with Allison and Krista. What the? No, I didn't cuss. I just said something you wouldn't like to hear. Welcome to the podcast where we encourage you to live boldly, speak freely, and take action. Does abortion really empower women? Does abortion really empower women? Today, we are speaking with Lucia Scanmachia. Thank you so much for being on the show with us. And she is passionate about this subject, and she's going to tell us a little bit more about what her thoughts on the subject and how she's using social media to make a difference and how to yes. make more people aware of what's going on in this movement. Yes, Lucia, is so excited to have you today. Thank you guys for having me. Um, love the podcast. Uh, but without further ado, let's dive into this issue. Uh, today is actually, I believe it's in the, the 40th year around there of uh, when Roe v. Wade was passed in the United States. Um, and so I know that today they are doing a vigil at the Supreme Court. There's a lot of post-abortive women who will be going there, um, also giving their testimonies, praying for this country so that Roe v. Wade uh, can get overturned. Now you ask yourself, hmm, that's crazy. Why would post-abortive women be marching for life or be praying that something gets overturned? And that is because in a very real way, abortion does not empower women. As a matter of fact, it, it diminishes womanhood. And I say this because what separates us from men is that we are able to carry life. And so when we remove that life, it says, it says a lot. Uh, we were created to, to nurture, um, to take care. And so, you know, with women coming out and saying, well, it's your body, it's your choice, do what you want. Well, it's not your body because the body inside of you is separate. And so you are completely uh, not taking into account what you were designed for. And that was to procreate. So that's a little, a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's really good. And so kind of like for a second, for people who don't know, can you quickly explain like what the Roe v. Wade, like, you know, kind of the history with that and what it is? Yeah. So Roe v. Wade is a Supreme Court case um, that was heard and the Supreme Court came to the decision that a woman had the, had the right to legally uh, get an abortion. Um, and of course, it's up to the state to determine exactly when, um, but a state cannot outright ban abortion without that going up to the Supreme Court. And so what's interesting is that um, the woman in the case, Roe, uh, after the case got passed, she actually became pro-life, but that's not what people you know, really want to hear, um, which is crazy. The, the woman that actually became post-abortive and that the Supreme Court case was about, she <laughs> wishes that it never happened. And so that just, that tells us a lot about what's going on. Yeah. 
That's um, it's there is quite an interesting history about that, and I did I did realize I didn't realize it was today that so how interesting that we're doing this interview. But I knew this week was the 40th anniversary, so a very timely topic here. Now, can you tell us a little bit? Obviously, there are a lot of women who believe what you believe about you know being pro-life and and have um, you know this, these feelings, but they don't choose to go to social media and try to make a difference. So, kind of, can you talk about? what motivated you to want to start speaking more publicly about it and and how you view social media to, to talk about this issue? Yeah, so if I understood your question correctly, what motivated me to be so public and how am I using social media? Is that correct? That's okay. correct. Um, I would say, yeah, what motivated me to be so public, you know, without saying much, I would say that um, I know what it feels like to fall into the false narrative and false narratives that um, the media is telling women um, that you have complete and utter control of your body, of your life, et cetera. And um, the negative things that happen right after you believe that line. I don't want other women to believe that as well. Um, I am a part of. Uh, post-abortive ministry in which we walk with women that have gone through abortions, uh, women that believe that they will be sent to hell because of what they have done, and women that are suffering with post-abortive syndrome, and that is suicidal thoughts, depression, anxiety, not even to mention what your body goes through after abortion, which is a wide variety of things depending on what you did. If you took the the pill, well, we don't even know the effects of the abortion pill yet. We don't even know what that can do to your body as of yet. We don't have enough research. But from speaking to the women, um, their body doesn't function the way it used to. Uh, their menstrual cycle is completely off. They're not acting the way they did. Everything's just off. And that is because they're taking poison into their body. Okay, what if they went through the procedure and that's just traumatic? That's another uh, post-traumatic stress disorder that they're going through. And so walking with these women and leading them to the truth, which is that um, Christ is the truth, right? He is the way, the truth, and the life, and that there is no sin that he cannot forgive. And if you believe that, I think we and that we're losing you, Lucia. Can you hear her, Allison? No. Yeah. One second. I can't hear you guys. Are you it guys says, can hear me? It says your network bandwidth is low. Yeah. Mine? Oh, mine yeah. doesn't say that. Yeah, we lost, but we lost you for about a minute there. Okay, I think that's when I was talking about Jesus. See, yes. mm, the yeah. enemy. That's no, I rebuke that. I rebuke that. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> when I walk with these women, um, the post-abortive women, they genuinely believe that they are going to hell for what they did, and uh, that Christ cannot forgive them of that sin. And that's not true. If they believe that, then what they're telling Jesus is that he needs to get back on the cross because his sacrifice was not good enough to cover that specific sin. And that's not true whatsoever. Jesus died for all our sins once and for all. 
and we need to believe that and repent and turn from our sins. And so to see women uh, receive that healing and that freedom, because that is freedom, what the enemy likes to do is like to keep women in bondage. It is so satisfying to see that and to be a part of that. Um, and so that yeah. is my motivation. That is why I got started. And I use social media to be vocal about it. Extremely right. vocal. And I've gotten into debates, but I absolutely love it. You know why? Because I stand for truth. So me knowing that I stand for truth, I'm on the right side of history. Uh, and God is on my side. Rather, I'm on God's side. So I know I'm good to go. And so right. I'm going to be vocal. And if I get hate about it, I don't care because I'm standing for life. This is life in the womb. I truly believe that abortion will be looked at as the worst sin America could have done. So. Right. And you know, what's interesting, um, kind of mentioning how you talked about um, getting the procedure done. This has actually been talked about a lot within culture. Uh, we have, I don't know if you've seen the show 13 Reasons Why. Um, but it's kind of a show that goes over a lot of issues that kids are currently going through. And a lot of kids between the ages of 10 and 20 watch it. It's a really popular show on Netflix. And they did an episode in this, the most recent season about, um, this girl going through an abortion and what that's like, and kind of having the, the empathy of like going into a hospital room with her and them saying, you know, okay, you know, we're going to rip this thing out of you and, you know, but you're going to be okay. Just take a deep breath. Like going through those motions, you're kind of like, wait, this is different than just saying like, oh, it's my body. I can choose, you know? And so within culture, whatever side people are on, everyone I think realizes that it's a painful process. It's not a normal process. It's not, you know, something that, that is just like, oh, this is okay. You know? And not only is it physically painful, but it's also emotionally, spiritually, I mean, all types of pains, especially if you are a believer and you fell into the false narrative, the pain that you feel from being separated from God and feeling as though, you know, God doesn't love you anymore. That is also painful. People don't want to talk about that. Right. Uh, because that does not get sold. The abortion industry and Planned Parenthood, they want to sell you on, you know, you need an abortion because if you have a child, you're either too young, you need to finish college, you need to go after your successful career. I mean, whatever the case may be, they sell that to you. But what they don't tell you is that it's actually going to be extremely painful. We don't really know how long the side effects will last. And the procedure can possibly kill you. So we're just going to leave that out. Um, and then, you know, we have our churches and we have, uh, you know, pro-life ministries left to take care of these women. And I know that we are um, talking a lot about life in the womb. And in, in many respects, the baby in the womb is a victim, but the, the mother is also a victim because she falls into the lies that this is the right thing to do and it's so it's so readily accessible to do also right so. where do you think the actual confusion comes in with people i mean as far as them making that choice because we hear all the time like my body my choice right so do you think people or women are confused about if it's an actual life like where does that confusion come in yeah i don't think 
here's the thing. I don't want to speak for all women. I would say that deep down they know it is a lie, but because society says it's okay, uh, that life is not yet out of the womb. You can totally kill your baby. I think just because society gives them the thumbs up, they say, okay, this bad thing is actually good right. because the government is telling me it's good. Uh, right. the government passed a law that it's fine. And I know that this baby has a heartbeat, but I mean, they said it's okay. Um, right. So then they get confused of that. If you have doctors telling them, well, no, it's actually a clump of cells. Right. Um, or, you know, the baby won't feel anything. The baby doesn't have any consciousness. Then the woman is screwed, screwed into believing, you know, that lie. Right. Now, you talked a little bit about, you know, when you're, you're very public, obviously, about your opinions and that you don't care about the hate. But what about the opposite side of that? Have what have you seen some some stories and some you know people who have only known you because of a social media, because of YouTube, because of Instagram, who have reached out to you, you've been able to counsel or be able to help in some way. Um, you know, I know because there's the good and the bad of social media. So when you when you are so out there um, and take a stance on an opinion like this, something so controversial, you'll usually get people who you can really, really help in addition to the people that are going to put some hate out there. Yeah, and I think the people that I can really help are the women that I have in mind. Uh, which is, you know, post-abortive women or women that are considering having an abortion. Um, I want to make sure that I'm vocal so that they know I'm here. I'm ready to talk. I'm ready to pray. And I'm not just going to say that I'm going to do these things. I mean, I'm going to actually do these things and I'm going to walk with you in this process. I've had uh, women, unfortunately, tell me, oh my gosh, I just got an abortion. I feel terrible. I didn't know it was going to be this bad. And I'm able to, you know, talk with them, pray with them, meet with them, um, because it sucks. I mean, there's just no words to describe how terrible of a decision that is and how the woman realizes that afterwards, you know? Yeah. Um, and right. then also being so public about it, I have women who have had miscarriages, um, who are currently pregnant, just talk to me, be so open about their miscarriages. I'm just like, wow, that's great. You know, mm -hmm. I'm vulnerable. I put myself out there and my beliefs and uh, they feel open to talk to me. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's awesome. I mean, it sounds like, you have, have did you did you kind of build a following before or have you kind of built a following on social media by speaking out on this issue? Um, I would say that I had a following before, not a crazy following, and I wouldn't say my following is, uh, you know, not in the tens of thousands, <laughs> uh, but when I was in college, I was very, very active. People knew me for, for what I stood for, and that was first and foremost, Jesus, and then second, good student, um, and it was an SGA. I got paid for that in my university. If you were a part of SGA, you got a paycheck because you were actually doing work. And I had a campaign for that. I had to uh, debate for that. And so people knew me. Mm -hmm. um, I was also part of a sorority. And so I got followers because of that. Right. Now, I lost a lot of followers when I graduated college and I became extremely vocal about um, where I stand in terms of Trump. Now, uh, I've had a lot of sorority sisters just 
say really nasty things to me, unfollow me, tell me that everyone thinks that I'm crazy. I mean, things that really hurt that obviously aren't true, but whenever someone attacks your character, it is going to hurt. Um, yeah. It's going to sting for a little bit, and then you just let it go. So after I lost a lot of followers, but I decided my loyalty is not to my follower count. My loyalty is to Christ. And so I just kept speaking truth. And from that, I got followers who were on board with me, who believed in what I believed in, who encouraged me. Uh, you know, Turning Point USA reached out and I became an ambassador. That's how I met Allison. And we were able to have a really good friendship. So you know, I would say that, yeah, while a, a bit of following was when I was in college, I think that I think the following that counts the most is after when you become vocal about what you believe in. So, right. Right. Yep. And that that's true influence right there is you now you spoke out on something. People are following you and engaging with you because you've spoken out on this. And now you're able to you know, change minds, educate, build awareness, and then they're in turn maybe doing that for somebody else in their life. And so that that's true influence right there. Oh, yeah. And um, whenever you're vocal about your opinions, you will get backlash. People will not agree with you. And that's okay. Uh, they don't have to. Um, but it gives you an opportunity to strengthen your argument. As I like to say, don't raise your voice improve your argument and so i've had a lot of people just tell me oh you're flat out wrong you're wrong because of this you're wrong because of that and they would attack my character and so i would respond in love and engage with them and say okay well let's talk about this and let's talk about that and so it comes to a point where i've made my case so well and in such a loving way that they no longer attack me that they'll see my stories they'll see my posts and they'll say you know what I either agree with Lucia or I cannot debate her against this because I don't have any supporting evidence for my <laughs> argument. Right. Um, so you just have to reach that point where even the people that disagree with you are like, you know what? She's actually a pretty cool chick. She knows what she stands for and why she stands for. And even though I don't fully agree with her, I'm going to follow her anyways because she's smart and uh she's kind when she responds to me so always be kind respond in love not everyone's gonna like what you say that's cool but you need to make sure that when you are responding it's in love yeah so. I, I love that because i feel like today especially in social media people have gotten so polarized that if you yes. they don't agree with you they hate you and they unfollow you or whatever you know yeah. um and and i I personally have some people that I follow who I engage with them all the time. I maybe even met them in real life and I completely disagree with where they stand on a couple things, but because right. they do what they do in kindness and in love and they think what they're doing is, is with good intentions and that, yeah. and they respect others who disagree with them too. I could same thing. I'll continue to follow them. So that's, I love, love that perspective that you have on that. Exactly. We need more of that. We yeah. need more yeah. people being able to disagree yet still be friends. Yeah. You know, I think this culture now is like, oh, if this person is a part of this party or believes this, then you can not be their friend. And that's just absurdity. Absurdity at its highest. So. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, not I think be their friend, just be kind. <laughs> right. Right. And I think, Lucia, you made a really good point too, is that 
I think the difference between people that can have conversations um, and, you know, walk away from it and be cool and people that can't is that what you're saying is you're connected to a bigger purpose, right? It's not just like, oh, I think this and I might be right. It's like, you know what you know and you believe what you believe. And if somebody doesn't believe that or somebody attacks your character, you already know it's not personal. Even if people try to make it personal, it's not because they're trying to find a way to attack your ideas and they attack you instead because they have nothing else to, to come after. And so I think when people are connected to that bigger purpose, they can say, okay, we, we disagree, but that's okay. But when people don't have any reason behind what they believe, that they get angry and they get stressed and they get upset because there's no answer for them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I hope this is not off topic, but what I've been realizing, I don't know if you guys have as well, is that there are a lot of miserable people. I mean, just anywhere you go, I'll go to TJ Maxx, um, <laughs> uh, gas station, you name it. And it's just miserable people, miserable. And I'm just... Man, I am so happy because my joy comes from Christ right. and not from like a circumstance or anything like that. I'm like, man, how I wish that for these people. And so when someone responds in hate, then I take a step back and I think, man, if they're talking to me like this, I wonder how they talk to themselves at night. Exactly. And I say this because uh, Jesus said we're supposed to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. So if someone is treating me in a bad way, I think to myself, man, they must be treating themselves in a bad way. Imagine what they're telling themselves, you know, right. at night. And so you know, I pray for them. I'm nice to them. Cause you right. never know what someone may be going through. So you can't, you can't take things personal, right. um, but constructive criticism. I'm very open to constructive criticism. Um, just the other day I posted a YouTube video and I was talking about God, but the way I came very arrogant and point, but you came off as arrogant. And I said, you know what? You're right. I did. And I should have done better. And I could have done better. And moving forward, I'm going to make sure that when I speak, I don't sound uh, selfish or arrogant, etc. So some things completely ignore their attacks, but then other things you need to take them as constructive criticism to get better. Yeah, that's, that's so mature of you and something I think a lot of people can learn from that, you know, not there, there, people do sometimes actually have a point, like something like that, you know, if you actually listen to that feedback and you take a look at take a step back and be like, oh yeah, I did sound kind of arrogant and I'm going to work on that. <laughs> that's Yeah, because I think where we fall short is thinking that we know everything and we really don't. Like, we really don't. Yeah, and you right. can learn something from anyone. And if someone's taking the time to give you constructive criticism, take it. Be better. You need to improve, especially in this world now uh, where there's content all over the place. You know, why should people listen to your content? above anyone else's content. Seriously, what makes you stand out? And why would someone want to listen to me if I sound arrogant? I wouldn't want to listen to me. And so that made me reflect. And then I got convicted by the Holy Spirit. I'm like, oh man, you know, uh, when you get convicted <laughs> and then you just can't move forward, that yeah. was me, okay? Um, yes. And it's a process being able to just 
humble yourself and say, actually, I'm not perfect and I'm going to improve. So yeah, that's, we can all always get better every day. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. So obviously you are very passionate about this topic and you really, you really put yourself out there and worked hard on, on starting to make a difference and raise awareness. If somebody was listening to this and they want to get started, you know, on, they have a cause they're passionate about and they want to make an impact. They want to make a difference. What, what little, what one piece of advice would you give them? I would say understand why you are doing it really why you are deciding to get involved or let's say start a YouTube channel or start an organization. What's the why behind it and be truthful and honest with yourself. Um, because I can tell you that if it's for the wrong reasons, it's not going to work out. If it's for a higher purpose, then that will keep you going in the highs and the lows. And also you know, uh, if you want to start anything, you also need to realize, okay, why should someone follow me in what I am doing? What sets you apart from someone else who's doing the same exact thing? People right. need to know your purpose because people don't care what you do. They care why you do it. They don't care what you know. They want to know how much you care. And so I would really have a moment and figure out before I do anything, why am I doing this and right. your intention behind it? Yeah. I 100%. love that. <laughs> we agree. Don't we, Allison? Yeah, we do. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff we always talk about. <laughs> yeah. We went from, we went from a... women empowerment to empowering each other. See, there you yeah. go. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. I love it. Allison, did you have any, any final thoughts or questions for Lucia? You know, I, I, um, I think that, that, you know, like I said, we're both saying your, that your passion for this topic is amazing. And I think that, um, more people need to understand the power of influence and kind of take that as a responsibility rather than looking at it as like, you know, just like, oh, this is so exciting. And this is what I want for my life is, is to be, you know, popular to have influence. I mean, um, how can you like just describe the importance of influence, whether you have, you know, 100 followers or 200,000, your influence, you know, each individual person has it over people. So like, what is the power of influence over people? I mean, what would you call that? The power of influence over people I think it's being able to relay a message that they, they understand. I mean, whether it be a hundred people or a hundred thousand people, people right. are following you either because a, you're a family member or friend or because B you stand up uh, for something that they may agree with or not agree with, you know, the haters. Okay. Um, <laughs> but for the most part, if you have a huge influence, it is because you are saying something worth listening to um exactly. and you are you are you are living in a way worth worth seeing right. um and so i think that's where influence really comes down to not so much okay you know do i have the most followers you have a right. platform you have a platform to reach people this is a social media revolution we no longer need tv we have instagram tv 
you know, we have Twitter, we have Facebook Live, and we can spread the truth and reach a lot of people. People right. don't have any more excuse as to why they are brainwashed. They can turn off um, your regular news, CNN, Fox, you name it, and start digging deep for real, real content, real stuff. And right. that's where you come in. That's where you come in, giving them the truth of what you know to be true, that you can back it up with facts. Um, so that's why influence is so important. That's like literally exactly the point is that, you know, there's a lot of people that are struggling to kind of find their voice and you just summed it up that, you know, influence is taking a stance on what you actually believe about anything, about whatever it is that you're passionate about. And that's what makes influence so beautiful is that it's, it's supposed to be about something of substance, something that matters to you. Um, and when you are living in that purpose and you're preaching that purpose and you're you're, you know, living it out in your everyday life. That's what makes your life so beautiful. And that's kind of what this podcast is about in the first place is explaining that and sharing that with people, um, you know, with other people's passions. So that was amazing. That was perfect. I love it. No, seriously, that, that came from the heart and you know that I love you, Allison, because, um, you live out your purpose and passion. Okay. Um, I love you, you too. Have, you just have ideas all the time. I'm like, man, if Allison were here right now, she'd be giving me like 10 different ideas of business. <laughs> I know. To start. I know. <laughs> Not yeah. even kidding. Every are. time we meet, and, I'm writing down her ideas. Right? Um, but I, <laughs> I do, do want to say that maybe God's plan for someone's life is not for them to be an influencer or, you know, have a crazy oh, yeah. following on your platform. Um, you know, you can influence your workplace. You can influence yeah. your family, which is key. You want to make sure that, that your family is first and foremost. And the Bible says in Timothy that, you know, if you don't have your family, if you can't minister to them, who can you minister to, you know? Right. So you want to make sure that you can, you can influence them in a positive way. Right. Um, and maybe your purpose is to do something else and maybe just to, to listen and act. Um, but that's beautiful. And I think, I don't know, in the United States, it's like, we have to have a purpose. We have to, you know, have some influence. If not, our life doesn't matter. And I'm going to say something, you're already here. Your life matters. Right. You know what I mean? Beginning in the womb, your life matters. At least to me, it does. Yeah. And so I don't care what you do. I care about you. I care about who you are. You right. know what I mean? And what you stand for. And then what you do is secondary to that. You know, of right. course it complements it, but it's truly secondary. So I don't want people to feel that I need to do something to prove that I am this person. No, you can just be that person and you're good. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, I wanted to end with that. <laughs> I love it. That's really encouraging because I think there is a lot of, on social media, there's a lot of pressure of people feeling like they have to be this big something. And sometimes maybe your purpose in life is to be the best darn mom or dad imaginable and to raise two kids who are going to go on and change millions of lives. You know, maybe that's your mission, right? Maybe it maybe has nothing to do with having your business or being an influencer or anything, you know, being a VP of some yeah. company. So I, I love that because I, I think today's world does have a lot of pressure that everybody has some big, huge purpose. Yeah, I think you need to be content in where you are and also in Christ. Um, be content because if you're not happy with what you're doing, 
you're not going to be happy regardless, whether you get 200,000 followers, whether you, you know, get a husband or move somewhere else. If you don't have that joy already, happy, whatever's going on, you're not going to find it. And I can tell you that my joy comes from Christ. So anything that happens, I'm like, man, you know what? That sucks, but I still have Jesus. So I'm good to go. And I have a positive attitude, you know? Um, And so people don't have that. They think if I do this, then I'm going to be happy. If I get that, or if I marry someone, then I'll be happy. It doesn't work that way. You need to find contentment in what you're doing. And that's true joy, right? Happiness is a temporary word, but joy is constant. So I want to make sure that people have that joy. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. We need more joy in the world. That is for sure. (laughs) Yeah, we do. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you so much, Lucia, for taking the time to talk to us. And I'm so excited to, uh, to hear from you. And I, I knew some about you from Allison, but I've really enjoyed hearing you in your passion and learning about what you're doing. Um, and looking forward to sharing this episode with the, the world. <laughs> Yay. I can't wait. Allison, any closing thoughts? Um, I just want to know, like, tell everybody where they can find you on social yes. media. Social media, they are definitely going to put my name because my name is confusing. You can find me on Instagram at Lucia Scaramacchia, Twitter at Lucia Scata, Facebook page, Lucia Scaramacchia. Um, What else? Where else? YouTube. YouTube, Hello. The conservative next door. Duh. The conservative next door, guys. Yeah. Yeah, Um, We'll make sure we add all those in the show notes below for sure. Yep. Yes, do that. My name is it, it's not spelled the way you think it's spelled. Okay. So make sure you <laughs> make sure you check down below before you find me. Yes. I love it. Well, thank you again for being on with us and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. Bye guys. Bye. Bye. Okay. Good. That was easy. Awesome. That was- Thank you for listening to It's a Beautiful Influence. Did you like this episode? Please share it out and tag us when you do. Also, have you subscribed yet or left us a rating or review? We would so appreciate if you did. Be sure to tune in next week for a new episode and connect with us on Instagram at creating the letter U online. Make it a fabulous day.